welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is November the 7th, and I'm with Scott Paddy for another Words of Grace podcast. Welcome back, Justin. I know. We've been out of podcasts for a little bit, haven't we? A couple we? weeks, yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks. I, well, I was out last two weeks ago, Yeah. so I didn't preach, and so we didn't follow up with the podcast. Mm-hmm. But here we are. I here preached are. on Sunday, and yep. we started uh, our Grace Missions uh, offering emphasis, mm-hmm. and sitting here on a Monday, beautiful Monday. Yeah. Good to be with you. Yeah. And so I want to talk more about Grace Missions in a moment, but I don't want to miss what you preached on on Sunday. Just okay. for people that are listening, um, give a little bit of a quick overview. And and if you're listening to this, the, the sermon's online. You can go listen to it. Yeah, that's but, the overview. <laughs> the sermon's online. Great. So give uh, us a little bit. I mean, but give us a little insight yeah. to, to the sermon that you preached on. Well, it was on. the burial of Jesus. Um, that's where we were. We which you made a point that you you never preached, and you're and you that you can remember just on the burial alone. Just on the burial, right? right. So so um, of course I preached on the burial right. of Jesus because I've preached on the cross, yeah. uh, the, the crucifixion of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, and so the burial is obviously a part right. of that. But what I was trying to say on Sunday is that um, it's a I, I've realized how all four of the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John spend a lot of time, give a lot of detail about the burial of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it would be good to just talk about mm-hmm. the burial and the tomb of Jesus. And particularly in John, the fact that two men, uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, mm-hmm. were, were secret disciples of Jesus. They were, um, they were um, Jewish officials, members of the Jewish council. So um, they were the kinds of people that you would not think would follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, but they, they were. And something about the cross and this whole experience of the crucifixion of Jesus and going, going through the trial and then the crucifixion and all that they had heard about him and known about him in the years prior led them at that moment, even before there was a resurrection or two days before the resurrection here, to, to take enough courage to ask for the body of Jesus to, mm-hmm. to bury him. Yeah, and then and then we looked at the significance of of the tomb of Jesus. Yeah. So, yes, it was a it was an interesting sermon to preach, um, and uh, there's no way you couldn't that I couldn't talk about the cross and the resurrection, because that's the whole point of the burial. Right. Um, but we did spend a little more time just on the burial and the tomb, there mm-hmm. from John. So I would encourage yeah. people to listen to it, yeah. and I, I think there's some helpful discipleship yeah. uh, in there as well as evangelism you yeah know, just the gospel being yeah. presented there yeah I, it was so interesting to sit there and think about just try to picture the scene mm-hmm. of joseph and nicodemus and just what was going through their minds in that moment mm. i mean there they have the lifeless body of jesus mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's just a very interesting thing to think about yeah it is I think it's good to think about it. Yeah. Because it happened. Right. Like two men, yep. human beings, really did go. And carry the body of Jesus to the tomb. And carry the body of Jesus to a tomb. Their servants were with them. So yeah. you know, you know, maybe the servants were the ones that were carrying them. But yeah. whatever, they, whatever, they were yeah. there. They, they really did do that. Yeah. The body yeah. of Jesus Christ of, of Nazareth. Yeah. 
It's unbelievable. It is. Well, I would encourage everyone listening, uh, if you missed on Sunday because maybe you were out of town or sick, that uh, to go back and listen because it's, it's definitely a great sermon to spend time on thinking about the burial of Jesus. Um, so thank you for preaching mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. So I want to spend some time talking about Grace Missions because we yeah. we just started the offering. It, for those that are new at Grace and you're listening, maybe you've just come to Grace this last year. So starting in November of every year, we kick off what is known as the Grace Missions Offering which goes November and December, and that helps us plan for the upcoming year as we give to organizations both in our city and around the world. And so uh, I want to just talk a little bit to you, um, because you've been at Grace for 30 years, and Mm -hmm. this has been going on for a long time. And just I would love to start with, give us a little bit, Scott, of the history of Grace Missions. Like, kind of, how did that begin? How did it start as you were early on planting Grace? Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, that's a, that's thirty years. Almost. I know that's twenty nine years ago. We've always given to to uh, to missions. Uh, okay. Maybe we should define missions. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so uh, when we say Grace Missions, we're talking about everything that Grace Community Church does collectively as a congregation. Yep. Um, that is that is outside of our congregation. So in our city, mm. or nation, or around the world, just out outside of us, that um, carries out. The, the Great Commission, mm-hmm. uh, which to make disciples, which would include evangelism, and it would include discipleship, mm-hmm. and it would include church planting, and it would include leadership development. And also, we include in that to carry out um, some ministries in our city and beyond that do relief work or, or um, practical helps work, sometimes called ministries of mercy. Some of the organizations that we work with mm-hmm. do that kind of work. Uh, so uh, that's and so you put all that together. That's what Grace Missions refers to, and it mm-hmm. refers to a combination of what we do. So we may go with these organizations, um, but it also includes what we give as a congregation. So we we might financially support these organizations mm-hmm. and partners. So that that's what Grace Missions is. Yep. Now, from the very beginning of our church, we have supported mission efforts. So the Grace Missions mm-hmm. has always been a part of us. Somewhere along the way, um, I think it was in the late um, 1990s, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mid to late 1990s. I do know it was before the year 2000. We started the Grace Missions offering mm-hmm. that was uh, designed to help us do that. Um, and as you said, we emphasize it at the end of the year, and whatever is given at that time mm-hmm. goes to the upcoming year. Uh, and then uh, the history would be that we actually started participating through global partnerships mm-hmm. with the International Mission Board primarily, yep. which is the uh, mission agency that we connect with through the Southern Baptist Convention. So we've done a lot of partnerships, uh, meaning we've uh, done trips that are focused on preaching and evangelism and encouragement of other missionaries and medical work and uh, work with English mm-hmm. clubs for, for evangelism and We've done work uh, with um, uh, or, uh, camps for, for orphanages yeah. and those kinds of things. So uh, partnering, uh, participating, and then part of that also has, is sending. So many of yeah. our people from our church have gone mm-hmm. around the world. And, and then, it, then partnering here in the city. So a lot of our people working in different organizations in Nashville that are doing the kinds of work that we, spe- that we don't do as a congregation specifically— but that work is good work and, and, and good ministry, so our people are doing it in the city. 
So that's kind of been the history. Yeah. And uh, we've just, it, it changes. We've focused on different countries and different regions of the world at different times. Um, and uh, yeah, so here we are now, Yeah. Uh, all these years later, three decades later, mm-hmm. and we're still grateful to, to be a congregation that's able mm-hmm. to do what we call mission work, yeah. missions work. Yeah. yeah. So good. That's a little bit of the history and the what. Mm-hmm. I got one more question about history because... I got stories in my mind. I always, I get to talk mm-hmm. to people, you know, in the congregation. I have these stories in my mind. There were, and I didn't plan on asking this, but I started thinking about it, about the history. I remember talking to some people at Grace. There was a, a point in the history of Grace where people were attending what's called Perspectives yeah. on the World Christian Movement. It's a course that's offered beyond the church. So a lot of churches can go to this course. Mm-hmm. Um, I took it when I was in college, but I remember a lot of people saying they went to this, and from that, there were some people that said, "I think I need to go." That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there. Yes, there is. There are many training yeah. um, courses out there for for people to think about global yeah. missions, like like what, how is an individual or a mm-hmm. congregation involved in in global evangelism, church planting, yeah. discipling, carrying out the Great Commission. Perspectives is one of them. Uh, now, you know, you, you and I know there's upcoming um, International Mission Board training uh, yeah. called, college, what's it called? The Mission, Mission College. College? Mission, Mission College. University yeah, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And, uh, and so those things are ongoing, different organizations. But yes, we, we uh, participated, many of us participated uh, in Perspectives. Yeah. Uh, it's called Perspectives on the World uh, Christian Global, Movement. World Christian Movement. Still going on, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I happen to know one of the teachers uh, with perspective. And it gives you an overview, what, what's called a, a missiology. Yep. Um, a, a biblical understanding of, of the work of God mm-hmm. and the work of the church in the Great Commission yeah. uh, around the world. That's yeah. missiology. Yeah. And so um, I would encourage good missiology. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think, too, the other thing I think of, it's not a big story, but I remember coming into the church office when I was first starting at Grace, and there were all these pictures around the old office we had, had like a little welcoming area, mm-hmm. and on the mantles of the old fireplaces of the house had all of these pictures. And they were of people from way back mm-hmm. going to different places, Thailand mm-hmm. and other places, mm-hmm. to, to, as you said, encourage missionaries, train pastors, and mm-hmm. just be a part of the Great Commission around the world. And so... I think it's neat to understand that the history of grace has always been, yeah. in so many ways, globally minded, yeah. which is, is fun. Well, you know, you're on the stories, and you mentioned that, that yeah. uh, mantle in the old office that had all the pictures on it. I'll tell you, uh, I, have, I have, I don't know how many memories, yeah. great memories of being able to participate in, in a cross-cultural context. But uh, one of them that came to my mind when you said that was I, I was— in the mountains, mm-hmm. in uh, a, a, in um, I can say the country, right? Say say, say South Asia. S- well, it was Central Asia. Okay, Central Asia. <laughs> I, I can anyway. I was in the I was in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, gone out with one of our workers who lived there, and sat down in a small house. Uh, it was really m- more like a. Um, more like a mud brick-ish kind of a mm. outbuilding is what it looked like, but it was the house these people mm-hmm. lived in. And I had a translator and just literally opening up a conversation with a person that I wasn't sure had ever heard 
the name Jesus Christ. Wow. And um, starting with the one living and true God and realizing I was in a culture that didn't even um, accept that. Yeah. But trying to work there in conversation and realizing, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I certainly believe that God can do anything and can convert someone upon the first hearing of the gospel at the same time, realizing that I may be one of numerous kinds of those congregations before there is an opening of the mind. I don't know. That's up to the Lord. Yeah. But just knowing that our people were there, uh, our church had sent me there, mm-hmm. and that we were just one more voice mm-hmm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in a place that had never heard of him. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of the history. Yeah. Now, it's not all quite that dramatic, you know, yeah. but uh, in, in terms of going where it's never been gone, a lot of things we do are just very practical helps with other people who are doing right. work. Yeah. But it's all involved. It's all good. And we're mm-hmm. grateful. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, great to kind of cover some of the history and the what. The other question that I, I may have for you is if people are listening and they're new to the church, say, Scott, how do you determine who to give money to? Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds like that could be hard. Yeah. And so how do you think through that as, as you think about organizations or people to give money to? How, how do you think through well, that? Well, we, we as a congregation over the years have, have developed um, a, a list of organizations, both locally and globally, that, that uh, you know, the elders in the congregation uh, uh, agree upon and support and, and and uh, it all really goes, you know, the staff works on it, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we, we have uh, approved mission organizations through the elders, and then mm-hmm. the congregation is informed of that and aware of that and support. Mm-hmm. So your question is, you know, how do we get there? A lot of it is, is uh, some of it is part of the denomination that we, are, that we cooperate with, yeah. uh, the, the Southern Baptist Convention, so the mission agencies there. Um, but there, beyond that, there are some things that we look at um, that help us figure out whether or not we want to partner yeah. or in support is a better word to say, support an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is, is do we have mission alignment? Yeah. So we're, we're a congregation, we're a church and we, our job is to carry out the great commission. Yep. There are lots of very, very good things that go on that, that we would encourage somebody to do, but it might not be our mission. Yeah. And we are about the great commission of Jesus Christ to go make disciples of all the nations. So there needs to be some mission alignment before we can say, yes, Mm -hmm. that's who we need to, we need to be a part of this. Um, And then another thing that's helped us over the years is member participation. So, you know, when we have members doing things with, with uh, places in the city and that sort of thing, that, that helps us know that we can actually put our people to work through that. You know, it's, we've got mission alignment, but we also can put our members, help, help encourage our members to gravitate toward these organizations that are doing the things that carry out yeah. our mission. Because, again, we're one congregation. We are a congregation, but we're only one, and we can't do everything. Yeah. So we can encourage our people to be a part. And then we look at effectiveness, ministry effectiveness. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we want to be a part of organizations that are really um, bringing the gospel to people, mm-hmm. bringing, bringing the love of Christ to people making him known uh, and effective in doing that. So there's just some of the ways we, we, we choose them. 
Okay. There's uh, other things could be involved right. in that. Doc, there, certainly there are doctrinal Doctrine. characteristics yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So the last question I'll ask you is um, whether someone's listening to this that have has been at Grace for a long time mm-hmm. or maybe they're brand new. Is, is help us refresh for those who have been here a while, but also give some help for people that are new about what kind of mindset or perspective should we have as we think about grace missions and maybe even some practical, hey, here's what I would encourage you to do over the next couple of months. I like that question because sometimes people think if they are not a frontline missionary, or a or a um, or a or a frontline volunteer at a particular place, mm-hmm. or a person on a church staff, mm-hmm. that they really don't play a role. Yeah, and I I just want to gently correct and encourage in a whole nother way. Yeah, the Great Commission: Go make disciples of the nations, baptize them, teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. Jesus is going to be with us always to carry that out is a commission to his whole church. Mm -hmm. And so healthy churches are necessary for the carrying out of the work of God in in the world through the Great Commission. The the healthy churches. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to realize that just, I don't want to use the word just, that that, um, by being a faithful church member Mm -hmm. and praying and serving and discipling, encouraging, giving to a local congregation that is mission-minded, mm-hmm. that individual is a part of the Great Commission. Right. Now, yes, that individual can also do specific things. Right. Get to know a neighbor and share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Serve at an organization that reaches yeah. out to internationals. Uh, you know, maybe be a preacher. You know, that's yeah. what I do. That's my personal individual thing is I'm yeah. a pastor. I'm, I preach. Maybe go to the yeah. mission field. I, I don't know, but but everybody's got something specific. Yeah. But so do that, but don't don't worry if that specific thing is not somebody else's specific thing. Right. Just just do your thing yeah. and then be a part of, what, of a healthy local congregation and then you are a part of the Great yeah. Commission. Yeah. I've always tried to encourage that mindset, yeah, because I don't want anybody thinking mm-hmm. that the that the the mission part of the church, mm-hmm. the missions part of the church, is for somebody else, yeah. If they don't have these particular callings, no, it's for everybody. Right. And then when there's healthy church, because everybody's involved, mm-hmm. then the Lord calls out, raises up, sends out people to do all kinds of different things. There are people doing things in this congregation that I would not be good at doing. Yeah, I have a I have gifts and I have a calling, and right. I'm, I'm trying to be faithful with that. But to be honest with you, there there are things in the, that people right. contribute to the health of this church and to the Great Commission. They're just better at it than I am. Yeah, and I'm just so happy that they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, and then together we're going to be a healthy church. Yeah, that's uh, carrying out the Great Commission. Yeah. That's a great perspective to have. I remember when I was early on as a Christian reading, and I've talked about this before, but Let the Nations Be Glad by Mm -hmm. John Piper. Mm -hmm. It was a great book. And at that time, I was involved in cross-cultural ministry in other countries. And I had the mindset, we all need to go. You know, I was Mm -hmm. drilling at home. and, And I picked up the last chapter of his book, which is not even written by John Piper. 
but it's about the importance of sending. Mm -hmm. And I walked away going, oh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we all have a part to play in this mm -hmm. and it may not be the same. Mm -hmm. I thought it was one of the, I think it's one of the best chapters in the book and okay. it was just such a powerful to go. I think what the whole idea, and I think this maybe can sum this up, but thinking about this next two months is understanding that we're all stewards mm -hmm. of our time, our talents, our resources and saying, how can I use those to serve the kingdom of God, both in our city and around the world? Mm -hmm. And that may mean I go. That may mean I send money to let someone else go. Mm -hmm. That may mean I serve locally and in this world. So just saying, okay, we all, mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. collectively, as you mm -hmm. said, as a church, doing this together. And that was so helpful to me. Yeah. You um, know what everybody can do? Hmm. Everybody can pray. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody can pray. Yep. That, and, and everybody can be a part of a healthy local church. Yep. Those are two things that everybody can do. Yep. Because, listen, until Jesus comes back, God's going to be calling out His people, yep. and uh, and building up His church. Yeah, everybody can yeah. pray for that for the yep. glory of Christ. Yep. Well, it's very helpful uh, information, Scott. Think about the history and the what, and and just perspective. And would encourage everyone. We passed out the mission brochures on Sunday. You can grab one mm -hmm. uh, in the Welcome Center. We'll, we'll have those around. But exact in that, it will tell you exactly what you said: how to pray, how mm -hmm. to give, how to mm -hmm. think, how to how to look at what we're doing in the city and around the world and yeah. participate. So, And thanks for leading us yeah. as, uh, as, our, as a, a church staff person, a pastor on our church staff that's leading us in that effort. Thank you yeah. for that. We'll look forward to it. And again, thank you for a sermon on Sunday. We'll look forward to another week. And yep. John. All right. All right.